you're an absolute legend. And on that note, I thought what would be really beautiful, and this is such a beautiful time for us to speak, obviously, you don't need me to tell you this, um, with respect to the fact that at this moment in time, and over especially leading to this moment in time and the months to come, and over the past three to four months, there have been so many people in general, but then especially in the affluent world, that have, of course, been forced to be in their homes. So they've, own, they've owned these work, works of art, whether it be a home in the Hamptons or Los Angeles or Malibu, you name it, yet they really haven't always been forced to be in their homes or in their office buildings or whatever it might be. And now having been forced to, they see that there's so much more that they can do with their homes. And that's home and design, of course, uh, is correlates directly with that. So again, such an exciting time. And I, for you, I would imagine an interesting time when it comes to the showrooms and whatnot. But so uh, what I want, what I thought would be interesting to discuss, I'll stop with my long-winded statement, is what are some of the, you know, well, I guess one, what are your thoughts on that? And then two, what are some of the most, um, say, inspiring or powerful designs, so to speak, that you've been involved with bringing to life throughout your career that were really aha moments where you, they really almost changed the trajectory of your career and inspired you and took you to a different level? Wow. That's like, I love this, by the way. No one's ever asked me this. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, you know, it's amazing. Thank you. Well, you know, it's obviously I could write a piece on you with because you've done so many amazing interviews. Compliments, by the way. So as opposed to asking you those questions, because I have all that, I thought what better opportunity than to ask you questions that I thought that you would really enjoy answering and that also that people would really love to read. I mean, what, what is it that you have personally loved being involved in bringing to life? Because you're the visionary. You have create look at what you've created so that's where the inspiration for my question comes from thank you thank you so much for thinking so deeply because this is beautiful thank you. um i agree with you 100 percent that you know I, I honestly feel like you know design is about people and their experiences right um you know i didn't go to design school so i didn't start out with design principles and design being about objects um, I just experienced design as a lay person, basically. That's how I started, because I'm an attorney originally. And for me, it was really about the experience. And I think that the experience is that it can change your life. I mean, you know, you go through divorce, or I've gone to two. <laughs> you go through, you know, having <laughs> children, or moving to different cities for your career or your lifestyle. And it really impacts you, your environment. And I think before coronavirus, a lot of people who are very affluent wanted to create environments anyways, you know? So they want to have a certain feeling when they come to LA and then they have a home in New York and they want a certain feeling, which is very metropolitan. So they're kind of like vibes, right? Right. Um, except that they just had many and then they had the ability to travel. So it's kind of like having too much and being distracted. Versus now, you cannot travel. Uh, there is a health concern. So you're very focused on your tribe and, you know, the movement and safety of your tribe. You know, during the quarantine, you know, I bought my mother, my sister, my family. We lived together. And then we would go, we have a sailboat. And then we go to the sailboat. 
and then you know we're buying a farm and then we went to the farm so it's like our tribe going from environment to environment right mm -hmm. right in many ways when we go on holidays kind of the same thing except in a less substantial way because we don't own or the environment is temporary you know you go to a hotel for a week right right but you're searching for the same thing in a sense of you're searching for this experience and i believe that's what design is all about and i think my career you know looking at your question some pivotal moments would be you know when i first opened the showroom it was a reaction to a desire of an experience because I was a design junkie, I was an attorney, I had a very stressful job, and on the weekends, my de-stressor would be to go around to all these different showrooms, look at things, design my house, and also read magazines. And I think a lot of people enjoy that. You know, Laura Schurfman enjoys that. That's how I met her. She just, it was her de-stressor to come to my showroom. Hmm. And my experience was that the showers were not very friendly because they were very targeted. So what they wanted was people who were professional to come in, buy, and leave. It was like a retail experience. It wasn't uh, an emotional experience. Right. It wasn't an end client experience. So opening the showroom for me was creating an experience that I wanted, that I think a lot of people I knew wanted, which was to be inspired, come into this environment, see different things, you know, learn. I mean, a part of design is about learning. And if you don't think about that, it's not just about buying something, but learning what mid-century modern is, learning what modern art is, learning what Italian post-World War II design, industrial design is about. You know, so a part of the fun is the learning. And I think the traditional retail experience is not about that. So that's what I wanted to create, and I would say that that changed the city of LA because it was very welcoming. I think also Los Angeles is a very young city. So although there's money, there's not necessarily an age in design and education. So I think we were very, you know, we were very blessed to be able to participate in, in a sense, the education of LA's design knowledge by the people. And I think it became very prevalent and it kind of like became, everything becomes very objectified. So you might love art and then art becomes this trendy thing, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, you might love the concept of being spiritual and then all these spiritual books become a thing or meditation becomes a thing. And I think after a couple of years of opening our showroom, you know, we became a thing. And I started being kind of bored. Um, the recession also occurred. And uh, so the next really seminal thing that happened, which, which I really love, you know, was influencing the value of modern design. Because I think before the recession in Los Angeles, most of the real estate, you know, these huge homes were traditional. That's what people value. They value this huge, massive, true, like a, like a, mansion in you know Truesdale or in Bel Air or Beverly Hills and these mansions were kind of Spanish Mediterranean theme or French chateau theme very large scale furniture because very high ceiling 
and modern wasn't really considered luxury. It was minimal, it was cold. So um, I think what they did, what we did was to, you know, we met a developer from Europe, and at that time, there was the, the Writers Guild strike. Um, the whole entertainment industry was, you know, going through a very difficult time. Napster was taking music also. Mm-hmm. So the traditional clients that I was educating was are people somehow in the entertainment or architectural industry that, that loved and was learning modern design. Um, they, as a demographic, were no longer capable of being my client. You know, it was just an economic issue. So the clients that I saw were a lot of Europeans who were coming to America and purchasing real estate. Um, because they were used to, let's say, modern architecture in resorts or, you know, villas that they saw in Mallorca or Ibiza, say, Barts, the thought was that we have this incredible history of mid-century modern architecture. And that, um, you know, to take the history of that mid-century modern, you know, the Schindler, the Lautner, and combine that with these uh, beautiful, more modern homes in Mallorca, Ibiza, and create a combination of L.A. and, and Europe, and therefore create a luxury understanding of internationalism. So it wasn't just about a local or specific design, but a level of international modern design, which then becomes luxury, which is like, if you think about it, you know, um, for example, AP watches, it's international, you know, Ferrari is international, Harry Winston, certain things that are international that become, have a certain value, you know, the word is value for us. So we felt like internationalizing something makes it more unifying for different races, cultures, languages, you know, this understanding. Right. Um, so we started to do, uh, you know, we met this group and encouraged them towards modern architecture. And they had this Irish architect and who understood that and was open-minded to a collaborative development process. Um, so we're not architects, but, you know, we brought a lot of inspirational architecture. The architect was, you know, very open-minded and fantastic and together created more of like modern, mid-century inspired, uh, larger homes in Los Angeles, which we designed together uh, with their internal team from the surfaces to fixed furniture to loose furniture and really creating this international life in LA that is, you know, originates from the whole concept of indoor outdoor living, view, nature, having a backyard in a modern house. And it just completely took off. I mean, you know, it was very interesting because these two times in my life, you know, opening the Noti totally took off and doing these projects completely took off. And what we love is the ripple effect because we, what we do helps entire communities in a sense where the real estate community really benefited. You know, real estate became very powerful in LA as far as these homes. It helped, you know, people value the trade 
because, you know, leading up to the recession, a lot of shows were doing, you know, DIY, 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 do it yourself, you can make things, you can, you don't need a designer, you know, Pinterest. So these homes caused, because they were more complex and, and, and of a higher quality, requires the trade, requires a professional. So it helped the real estate industry. It helped the design, architecture, construction industry, and kind of like caused this massive ripple. It also caused an increase of people's awareness for quality and for modern design. So we love that. We love, it's not about selling a product, but it's about creating a concept that leads to these ripples that helps an entire community, you know? Absolutely. And that's, that is those seminal times um, that we feel, and we feel right now is kind of that time too, and we are in development of another concept, which we'll let you know. But again, it's really about how we as a world function together. It's not just about a sofa. 